0: I'm Dave Rubin and we are in (laughs) DC and joining me today, people laugh just when you say DC, is the Congressman for Ohio's fourth district who just won his reelection by a landslide. He also serves as the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee and is a co-founder of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman Jim Jordan, good to see you, my good friend. To be with you.
1: Good to be with you. Congratulations on all your great work and success. We appreciate what you do.
0: Thank you. Well, I'm just trying to uh, save the country like, oh, like some bless of us you. are trying.
1: God bless you. It's a great country, and it's greatest country ever. It's worth saving. It's worth fighting for, and, and so thank you for doing that.
0: Well, I appreciate that. First off, I have to ask you, why aren't your sleeves rolled up? That's it should your, that's be. That's your trademark. It's, well, that's, well, that's I've a little, never seen it's a little, you without... It's not as hot
1: in D.C. as it normally is here, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Sometimes I own a committee hearing when, when that witness is from the government, and you know they have not been square with the people I get to represent. Sometimes you gotta roll up your sleeves so you can really get after them because they deserve it a lot of times. In my judgment, a lot of times, like a Fauci guy. You know Fauci. How many? How many different? How many things that Fauci tells that were not true?
0: Pretty much everything. Yeah,
1: exactly. Pretty see, pretty
0: much everything.
1: Exactly. Well, you see the piece in the in the, I think it was the Atlantic like two weeks ago. Let's all just oh, re- Yeah, like you right. That, yeah. <laughs> like let's just all get along and not worry about the things that said that you know shut down the economy, cost people their jobs, let, let people not go see their mom or dad in a nursing home. And maybe they they were on their deathbed or something I mean, like crazy stuff that this, this guy did to us. Oh, let's just oh, forget it. And I'm not like it's not about holding a grudge. It's about accountability. So it doesn't right. happen again. And that guy. Oh, anyway, I, I didn't even mean to get started on that, but you just <laughs> no, maybe me, right. for well, some reason, I thought about it, like, yeah. what
0: the heck? Well, all right, we can get to some of that stuff, but I have to ask, the first thing I have to ask you is when I booked this trip to D.C., yeah. we knew we were doing it right after the election. Yeah. We thought the red oh, wave was a coming. It's a trickle at best. Yeah. We still are unclear exactly where the House is gonna end up. Senate is not looking great. We'll see what happens with the Georgia thing, all that. But but clearly the Republican party, which I think should be doing much better than it is, is is in this strange state yeah. of flux. Mm-hmm. What is going on here?
1: Well, look, look, the positive is, I do think we're gonna win the House. It looks like 219, 220, maybe 221. Um, so anything 218 or up is, yeah. is win and, and and winning beats losing every time. I learned that a long time ago. Um, so that's the positive. Um, but you're right, we thought it was going to be more. I do think um, was ta- I was talking with uh, a, a conservative reporter who I have a great deal of respect for, and, and she said that we're going to have to we're going to have to do the ballot harvesting, the the, the mail in voting routine as good as they do, because, you know, we won the popular vote. Yep um, 50 some million to 47 million, whatever. I, yeah. I forget, but it was like,
0: I think it's about a 5 million difference. Yeah. yeah. So pro, for 52, 47, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh,
1: which is great. And, and turnout was up compared to 2018 midterm. So something's going right there, but we lost so many close ones in these States where there's a huge mail-in vote. It seems like we lost all of them in, in we, the one incumbent we kept in Nevada, but we thought we could win any of those three, uh, seats and, and lack salt Senate race. We didn't win any of them. So, we're gonna to have to do something different there, Washington state, Oregon, California, Arizona, these states where there's such a mail-in.
0: But is it possible to do in the, well, first off, do you wanna do the exact same tactics as them because generally people on, let's say our side, don't like these tactics, right? We like to show up and vote and feel that paper trail and all of that, that's all so I, that's, I know, no, that, I know. trust me, it was, I, I, I did that's it in Florida idea. this time where I had to show an ID and a piece of yeah. paper. It was a pleasure yeah. as opposed to Cali, where if you show an ID, they'll basically arrest you on yeah. the spot. But so that there do you wanna really like like sort of philosophically, do we wanna do all the, the shenanigans that they do? That's number one. And then number two, can it be fixed in these places that are so calcified blue? Where what what machinery can actually go in there and fix it?
1: Well it can't Like, I mean, you can't change the law to something like, like in Ohio, like you're in Florida, we're in Ohio. Ohio is the same thing. You walk in, show your ID. There's two Democrats sitting there, two Republicans, show your ID. Oh yeah, you're Jim Jordan. There's the voter registration thing. Find your name, flip it around. You sign it, signature match, give you a ballot, color in the people you want to vote for. Paper trail in a machine results. Exactly the same as
0: Florida. It was great.
1: So we get our results just like Florida, 1030 at night. So California's not going to change because Democrats run everything and they got super majorities in their legislature. so they're never going to change their law to like what we have and where it makes sense in Florida and in Ohio. Um, so I think you just sort of have to, and I get it. I did the same way I voted on election day. I think you're just going to have to say like the rules have changed. Mm-hmm. Like my background's wrestling. If the rules change in wrestling, you got to adapt to the rules. Like, they're okay, a takedown's worth two. If they're worth, worth three and ch- change, what a reversals? Worth, it's like, okay, we gotta, you got to readjust your strategy. I think the same thing applies here in those states. And again, it's still going to be tough on, on Republicans because you know a lot of times Republican voters are more rural voters, so to show up at people's homes is different in rural right. central valley of California than it is in apartment buildings in San Francisco to to, 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 to you know take ballots of people and, and, and get their votes. So what, what but I think, think we're gonna have to.
0: What do we do about that disconnect? You know, when they show you the map of the country right now, the country geographically is like eighty percent red. And then, of course, you have the big cities that are blue. Yeah. I don't think that disconnect can hold forever because people are people are getting really frustrated with that. Yeah, you know, you live in the places where they grow the food, and you're fighting for resources with the people in the big city.
1: Right, right. It's our chief of staff has a great line. He says, you know, in West Central, North Central Ohio, the, the 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 great district I get to represent. Um, we make things, grow things, move things, and uh, I always tell you know people on the coast. Who can work remote and 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 you know sit at home in northern virginia drinking their 15 dollar cup of coffee <laughs> harassing the truck driver and the manufacturer and the small business owner in lima ohio mm-hmm. like w- w- I, I get it. And, it and it is frustrating so um and of course the mainstream press is all the people yeah. you know working remote you can't remote work the crops in right yeah. you gotta you gotta go out and plant the crops it's like so it is a frustrating thing i hope we can come together uh, at some point, because it is so divisive. It, it's like we had this huge election, millions and millions and millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars spent. Um, probably was billion, because McCarthy, Kevin raised like, I think he raised like half a million himself. and from it, So, billions spent, and we basically, it looks like we're gonna almost be status quo. We're gonna mm-hmm. get the House, but Senate's gonna, maybe even go down. I think Herschel's gonna win in Georgia. Um, but we, so we're gonna be the, the same result.
0: Are, are you okay with the the splitting of the states in that, you know, I saw something just the other morning that it's something like in the last three years, about 500,000 people have left New York. Now a huge percentage of them end up in Florida. They vote red, Florida becomes more red. And then unfortunately New York becomes more blue. Kathy Hochschild only won New York by about 330,000 votes. Those people stay. Yeah, Lee Zeldin's but, governor. But, yeah. and, right, and we get yeah. Lee Zeldin, who I think has a huge future. I mean, what, Great guy. What, 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 yeah, what do you think about him? Because he did something that pretty much nobody thought could be done, and very few people knew who he was a month ago. I
1: got to know Lee during the first impeachment. There were four of us who, who were in almost every deposition. I, we were actually down in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol, I think more than Adam Schiff was, because it was, it was Scott Perry, Mark Meadows, Lee, and myself, and then our, our, our staff lawyers, Steve Castor, and our team. Um, Lee's a good man, smart guy. And, and, and again, this is the other thing I think is important. He was a, a good, disciplined candidate about mm-hmm. talking about the things New Yorkers cared about. And I would argue his his intense and 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 quality race that he ran uh, is is a big reason why we picked up so many seats in New York. I think York. New York flipped four seats, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And and uh, so, uh, you know, we, we, we tweeted out, God bless Lee Zeldin after we, we started winning a bunch of those New York seats. Yeah, I think he's got a, a bright future in our party and is a good man with a good family, um, and what he went through in that campaign, God bless him, it's tough.
0: I mean, they literally attacked on stage. But, attacked. but what do you think about the states kind of going their, their separate ways in, in some sense? Well, I think it's it just, happening. no, it's, it's Americans.
1: Yeah. Americans, you know, because remember our, remember our, it's in our DNA. Uh, when, when, when we started this place over in Europe, they said, you got to practice your faith a certain way. And they said, no, we don't. By golly, we're going to get on a ship, risk it all, go to this place where, you know, we call America and we're going to do it the way we think the good Lord wants us to. And we're going to have our goals and our dreams and we're going to make them happen. And and people in New York where they're getting they're, they're being attacked and on all kinds of things and all the left. they're like, well, forget this noise. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to Texas. I'm going to go to Nashville, I'm going to Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, you see that happening um you can't blame Americans cuz like I said I think that's kind of in our kind of in our DNA to to some degree. Yeah. Uh, they we, we naturally crave freedom and they're going to places where you can experience freedom.
0: Yeah. Are you uh, well, But yes. it is this
1: make me concerned because it's tough then to ever when are we ever going to get California back? It's probably going to take a whole generation and maybe it's going to get it's sad to say but maybe maybe when it gets even worse in these places maybe then people see the light and say okay time out we just can't Take it anymore. And we sort of thought that was going to happen Tuesday, and it did to a little, to a smaller degree.
0: I think I've asked every Republican that I've had on the show this, so I've probably asked you this question at least once or twice before. But when you talk to your Democrat counterparts, do they honestly believe that the policies they're implementing are working? Or do they just believe, you know, the the sort of cynical view would be that they just believe it's keeping them in power because they're giving people stuff and. It's working
1: i think the ones who are still sort of open-minded and not just totally left-wing radicals i think they they think like yeah this is well even maloney said this week that you know the, the, the after he lost his race in new york he i think i saw where he said uh something like this whole defund the police movement is crazy you know well we haven't heard a democrat say that for for three years uh, but he finally did, and he happened to be the, the, the guy running the Democrat campaign apparatus. So um, I think deep down some of them know it. But remember, the left controls that party. Yeah, The left controls that party. And there was a survey done two months ago, Democrats asking Democrats, and 55% of Democrats said they do not think America is the greatest nation mm-hmm. ever. That's frightening. You got a majority of one of the two major political parties in this country that doesn't believe what... You and I know to be fact, greatest yeah. country. I've traveled. I've been yeah. to. I, I wrestled in the Soviet Union. I was. I, I went to Cuba in 1988, 1990. You go to places like that. You thank the good Lord you live here.
0: Everyone still wants to come here. <laughs> Nobody's leaving. So, Nobody's leaving. So that's
1: that. That that's the control. That's the power in their party, and mm-hmm. a bunch of the folks in Congress buy into that idea that America is somehow. I mean, America is the greatest country ever. It's not perfect, but it's the greatest. And they just don't
0: see it that way. Do you, do you think that that just got strengthened within their party because they didn't really suffer any massive setbacks? So now it's like, well, we can kind of keep going with that stuff, right? Joe Biden said it.
1: Joe Biden said, it. what are you changing? Nothing. We did nothing like, OK, so you want you want the people you're supposed to be leading and representing the American people. You want them to continue to pay five dollars for gas. You want them to continue to pay a 41 year high inflation rate. You want them to continue to have crime. You want to continue to have a border that's no longer a border. I mean, really, you want to continue to see the Constitution attacked by your Justice Department.
0: But okay. that's what I mean about the cynical version that's not very cynical. I think they're looking at all that and going, man, these people must be idiots because they, they keep voting for us or, or whatever they're doing with the harvesting and everything else. Yeah. There's been no, uh, no price to pay.
1: They're, 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 I mean, yes, I, I wish... I, they're going to lose the house. They're going to lose the house. I'm I'm confident of that today.
0: So what are you guys going to do? Let's let's get into some of that quick. Okay, so you get the house. Now maybe you can do some hearings about some things. You've led the charge on a lot of the big tech stuff. It sort of feels like a lot of that is now in the past. That people aren't even thinking of it as an issue anymore. Maybe and maybe in a good sense in that Elon's now come in, Twitter feels like it'll be a little fairer, you know, definitely know. So it. that's good. But but does anything come of these hearings beyond the, the moments, you know, you nail someone or paul nails yeah. fauci on this the-
1: and it shouldn't be about that it yeah. should be about the facts yeah it should be about the american people part of our constitutional duty we take the oath of office on january 3rd part of our duty is to get the due oversight so the country knows the truth they deserve that so i'm committed to doing that in an aggressive way and i think when you do that hopefully it begins to slow down some of these agencies and the things they're doing that i think are just flat out wrong and again, we've seen some unprecedented things happen. 14 whistleblowers come talk to us. We issued yeah. a thousand-page report a week and a half ago. That thousand-page report highlights how political the place has become. The Justice Department, one FBI agent, and again, he's, he's talking about not the rank and file, but the people at the Washington Field Office. One FBI agent who came to us as a, as a whistleblower said, "The FBI at its at its top, at the Washington Field Office, at its leadership level, rotted to the core." Direct quote. I mean, you got an agent who's given his life to this agency saying it's rotted to the court at its, at its leadership level, that should tell us something. So, um, and then the negative reaction we got from the mainstream press mm-hmm. on this report tells us we're, I you mean, know, it's always a good sign when, when the Washington Post is attacking you, that's know, usually a good thing. Um,
0: what, what do you make of this report that was leaked about how the administration for sure, or at least the intelligence services for sure were working with big tech to silence people? Yeah. I mean, we, they admitted it, Saki admitted it. Remember we flagged posts for Facebook? But now they're like, we have the evidence, but the question is, and I think everyone wants to know, Wait, okay, well, is anything gonna happen?
1: Yeah, you know, I get that question. And it's, I mean, if it's frustrating for you and I who follow this stuff, <laughs> imagine just right. m- American citizens who are busy running their business and volunteering at church and going to Little League and soccer games and m- imagine what it's like for them. So that is frustrating to all of us. Um, I always point out to them though, all we can do is get the facts out there. Um, at some point, you've got to have a, have, you, you got to have a Justice Department that's willing to prosecute people. For, if you've got the government actively pressuring press, pressuring these, these social media platforms to restrict information, and they're doing it for purely partisan political advantage, that is a total violation of the First Amendment. Yeah. Totally wrong. And those people should be held accountable. But I don't know that this Justice Department will do it.
0: Right. You may remember I had a tweet in July of twenty twenty one saying that vaccine mandates were coming, the vaccines aren't working as promised, and in essence we should pause and think about it. And I got banned. And the question from Twitter and I'm the question is, saying it though. The, the question, question is, was that pressure that someone in, in the administration or would
1: Fauci get on the phone and call uh the, which is then
0: a direct violation yeah, of my Jack first amendment right. yeah time,
1: maybe he was he maybe he already left but whoever did he call twitter did he call zuckerberg i mean we know fauci was texting and and yeah. uh, and emailing with uh with zuckerberg so yeah or someone else i mean remember to, to you mentioned Jin saki i i'm watching so Jin saki in the white house press room this is a, this is i don't know six, eight months ago. Jin and now think about it. The White House is the center of freedom for, considered like the beacon of freedom on the in the world. And you're in the White House, in the press room, in the West Wing, and the press spokesperson for the President of the United States, Jin standing at the podium in the press room. And she says, most Americans get their news from social media platforms. We're working with those social media platforms to understand when, and limit what Americans see. And I, I literally saw that live and I'm like,
0: <laughs> what? You're the attention. press person yeah. talking about limiting the press from the press room in the White House. Like, what are you... But again, there's no price to pay, I and mean, she just gets a six-figure deal yeah, at she's, MSNBC. This, this big shot at, at MSNBC. So, all right, we only got about three minutes left, uh, so I'm going to ask you the big one, which I'm sure is the one that you don't want to talk about, probably. Mm-hmm. But last time I had you on, you said that you absolutely would support Donald Trump if he runs. We're yeah. taping this on on Monday. It sounds like he might make some sort of announcement tomorrow, but you can already feel what's really going on here, which is that the entire machine wants to set this up as some sort of Trump. DeSantis, you know, battle royal and then just destroy everybody kind of thing. What do you make of what the future of the party will be? And is there a way to do a fight out in the open that, that leaves Republicans kind of okay at the end? If, if DeSantis well, even wants to run, I, yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Well, look, I'm, I'm for President Trump. I think he's the best president we've, we've had and certainly in my lifetime, maybe ever, just did more of what he said he was gonna do than, than any president I've ever seen. And he did it with everyone in this town against him every Democrat, everyone in the mainstream press, every you know, half the Republicans and all the bureaucracy. And in spite of that got more done than, you know, and I used to just go down there. There's an amazing list of things. Yeah, no. Um, so I'm for President Trump. I think he's the leader of our party. I want him to run again. <clears throat> the speech he gave Monday night before the election in, in our state, yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, what a leader. Um, so I, I'm for him. Yeah. But Ron DeSantis, look, there, was, there were nine of us who formed the Freedom Caucus seven years ago. Ron was one of the original nine and he's done a great job as governor. But- um,
0: Is, Do you think there's a way to have it out with the two of them without really irreparably damaging somebody? Because policy wise, they're both nailing it, but that that means it's gonna yeah. have to get to something else that's gonna be pretty dirty um, probably.
1: L- uh, look, I, 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 hope, uh, I hope it's President Trump um, and I'd prefer he'd Ron, you know, some, Keep running Florida, and then listen.
0: Run. I love Florida. I feel like I'm going to win yeah. either way here. But, yeah. you
1: know. And then run for president. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of time, but but yeah. that that'll be his decision. But uh, no matter what, I'm going to be for, for President Trump. I think he was the kind of leader that, that we need. And if there's a competition, then you know we're the party competition. Voters will decide. Um, and and you know God bless America. I, I always. You know, like I said, my background is wrestling. You got to win the semifinals before you get to wrestle Mm -hmm. in the finals. That's just the way the tournament goes. And, um, um, but I think, I think, um, I I still remember, this is early, relatively early in President Trump's administration. Mark Meadows and I, this is before Mark was chief of staff. We're in the White House and we're visiting someone in the West Wing. And one of the offices, and it may have been Jared's office or somebody's office, but they had a big whiteboard on the wall. And they had listed every single promise President Trump made to the American people in the 2016 campaign. And they were just, I mean, it was packed. Mm. Get out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, build the wall, uh, get out of Paris climate accords, conservatives on the court, cut taxes, reduce regulation, blah, 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 blah. Just, it was packed because he made a lot of important promises. Um, And they were checking them off. Just literally checking them. That's how you're supposed to govern. What would you tell the people you're going to do? If they give you the privilege of representing and serving them and leading them, go do what you said. And no one's done it better. And then and, and people say, well, yeah, but you know, I, some of the things I think that toughness is, is the only attitude that can work in this town. When you look at how bad the mainstream press is, how mean the left is, how how vicious the cancel culture is, you've got to have someone as tough as Trump to deal with all that. That's why I'm for it.
0: It's funny, I used to always, people would always say, you know, well, I I like him, but you know, the tweets, the tweets. And I would always say, well, you can't tell the guy who did the thing that no one said could be done that he has to act a little more like you would act. Because most likely you didn't accomplish that. And you probably said this too. I don't know, I have to go back and look. But
1: my guess is you're like some of our, some of the smart political people we have that, that, that work with us. I don't think anyone else could have beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. No, He was the only one that could have done it. The only one that could have done it. And imagine if we had her there. We'd have had the same thing we had on Biden for two years. We've been living under that for four years, for goodness sake. Look,
0: the simple truth is no matter whether he runs or not or becomes president again or not or whatever, like we owe the guy a massive debt of gratitude. All of the truth that we're now seeing, whether we can do anything with it or not, it it is in large part because of him. It's in large part because of you. Thank you, my friend.
1: It's been because (laughs) of you. Thanks for what you're doing. Roll those
0: sleeps. You're freaking me out with those. (laughs)
1: Here we go for the last for the last two <laughs> seconds, right? Last two seconds.
0: Jim Jordan rolling his sleeves. <laughs> awesome. Thank right, you. So. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Ruben Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on locals at Rubenreport.locals.com.